Hello, and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 1, Episode 4, Teacher's Pet. So, just for you, we dove into... Season one of Buffy. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> Although it was a thing that happened. It was a thing that happened. Although, like, I mean, if we're gonna do Buffy episodes, we might as well start at the beginning and work our way. It's like we're not gonna do every Buffy Buffy episode. No, no, no. But if we're going yeah, to do some, we might as well start early. Yeah, and it's all like it's so much better once you are familiar with Buffy to watch season one because it's just yes. like nostalgia of like look Ugh. how little they are and look how nineteen ninety seven this is. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, oh, we'll get into it. Yeah, and but I will start off by saying that this is not a Buffy podcast. If you would no. like to hear about how story is structured uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or talk discuss about the incredible patriarchal issues in this episode and all of Buffy, uh, you can listen to Still Pretty or Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, um, which Those you know, like go two deep. Of dives my favorite in, podcasts. Yeah, go deep into these episodes and are great. Um, today we're going, we, the reason we chose Teacher's Pad as opposed to like one of our favorite random episodes of Buffy is to talk about, uh, the praying mantis, uh, mm-hmm. extending the theme from last week or last episode. Good monster of the week. Good for science. Yeah. 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 yeah Bad yeah. for patriarchal issues, but yeah. Yeah. We're not we, here for that. We're on a, well, we are, <laughs> a but not in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not, uh, we're not uh, educated enough to talk about that. We are educated enough to talk about insects. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, Lindsay, do you want to give us a little episode recap for people who um, don't want to subject themselves to season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yep, fair. Um, so, they're studying insects in biology class. And you know that the teacher is a scientist because he has a lab coat on. Um, and they talk, and the teacher's really nice to Buffy, and because she never does her homework for some crazy reason. Um, and um, but then she's like, "Yeah, you're no, right. I should do my homework." And then she goes right to the bronze, which is fine. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, where Angel's there, and she tells her about a big vampire with forks hands. Uh, anyway, then the science teacher's gone, uh, and they have this sexy new sub, who's Xander, and all the boys are like, ooh. And I'm like, whoa, goodness, that green eyeshadow. Yeah. Out of control. Like low-cut tank <laughs> yeah. top shirt. So Very professional. Uh, so she's teaching them about praying mantises, and she knows a lot about them, um, and she's all you know, gross and touchy to the boys. And yes. just like, come to my class afterwards and we'll make some live egg sacs. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, they're going to make models of egg sacs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the science fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, touches their shoulders really creepy. Ugh. Yep. Um, so then that night, Buffy's hunting vampire fork guy. Mm-hmm. And he's running away. And then they see the sub, Miss French, walking home. And then the vampire is scared of her and runs away and Buffy's like what? Um, so she tells Giles and they hit the books and the computer because then they find Dr. Gregory dead in the fridge with no head but still his lab coat so you know who he is. Uh, Willow looks up the coroner's report they do a bunch of research meanwhile Xander goes to the house because oh first we see 
um, Ms. French in the lab eating a sandwich of crickets and butter or something. Like, this is a weird combo in general. And then she's like, oh, I forgot all the stuff. Come to my house. And so they do the research. And because Buffy did the reading, because her science teacher was so nice to her, she knows all the stuff about praying mantises, even though she keeps calling them teeth even when they're mandibles. And they, she's like, look at these teeth. Well, she's pointing at a picture that says mandibles. But anyway, um, and they're like, she's a praying mantis. And Giles knows a guy who went insane because he was, there was a mythology thing about see, uh, about Seductress's she mantis is what they call it. It was that basically a demon shapeshifts into a mantis who preys on young virgin men. Um, and then they're like, we have to go rescue Xander. So they do. And she's a giant mantis. But first she's like wearing an incredibly slutty dress with still insane eyeliner, uh, eyeshadow. And yeah. gives him a martini. Gross. <laughs> Which was drugged. So gross. And then she's he's downstairs and he she's like about to mate with him. Um, yeah. when they come in and they use bat sonar to make her go crazy and then Buffy slices her up and everybody is free and the end. Yeah. Oh, but there's, just... there's secret eggs in the, like, storage closet in the biology classroom. Yeah. But that never comes to anything. No. But it's funny at the end. Yeah. Um, so in the world of season one Buffy, this one isn't, like, the worst. Um, and it has some very redeeming moments. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, mainly that Angel mm. is wearing his leather jacket, and then he takes off his leather jacket yeah. and gives it to Buffy. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then he comes back, and he's wearing like a V-neck T-shirt and a blazer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then also Giles is like the opposite, oh. but equally attractive. Oh yeah. Oh Giles. <laughs> yeah. So it's good times. It's. Really good times. I don't know. It's not very, like, feminist, I guess, in terms of the teacher, but then she's a demon alien? Yeah, so it's... So it's, like, meh? Yeah, it's not so much that, and, like, the sea... Like, I keep saying sea mistresses because I was looking up sirens just now, because that's what one of the things Giles refers to. And, like, the temptress, seductress, uh, older women preying on virgin men or young men to bring them to their death and stuff and like older men older women will cause trouble or something like there's issues there but like yeah there are they're deep cultural issues not issues with this episode no exactly um yeah sometimes xander xander has some issues but xander has a lot of issues in season one and two and never so we'll yeah we're not gonna go there but But otherwise it's a pretty like it's fine it's a monster of the week episode there's exactly not a lot of problems the um special effects are 1997. Yep. 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 Um, And, like, to be honest, they did a pretty good job of, like, conveying stuff about actual praying mantises. Yeah. Which was cool. Like, it was way, like, it was a lot of detail. Um, Yeah. Like, they, like, really dug into this. I guess maybe someone someone on the writer's room is, like, a giant insect nerd. Yeah, they just, you know, flipped open the Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever. And we're like, let's pick this. Yeah. Um, Like, obviously, the... um, they're probably the reason they picked it is because of the cliched knowledge that everybody knows, um, yes. which it's fine because it's true, is that female praying mantises bite the heads off males after, during or after uh, sex. So yes. that's yes. one of the, like, that goes very well hand in hand with older women seductress. So it works yes. pretty well. Yeah, like it does work pretty well for a monster of the week. And also it works well because like the, one of the sort of, 
subplots that ends up being a big thing is like Xander is feeling like um, bullied or whatever by like the cool guy at the bronze, like the football player. And then it turns out that the football player also gets like lured in by the mantis, she mantis Mm -hmm. teacher. And so like, he's, you know, talking about how he's having all this sex as a, you know, 15 year old, but it's mostly lies. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that, which is kind of like, Oh yeah. Um, fair enough. Um, so yeah, let's talk about praying mantises. Mm-hmm. So mantises are insects, as you might have guessed. They are in the order Mentodia. Uh, there are about twenty four hundred species, and they all have these triangular heads with bulging eyes and flexible necks, which is a point that comes up in the show. The teacher mm-hmm. in human form, Miss French, real creepy, like uh, spins her head like all the way around backwards for no reason other than to be creepy. Yeah, no reason whatsoever. Totally gives herself away. She could have easily moved her foot, like, and her hips. Yeah, exactly. She could have just broken hardly at all. Yeah, at the hips. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was creepy. So and yeah, um, some mantis species can do up to 180 degrees all the way around. So legit. Mm-hmm. Um, they are closely related to cockroaches and termites, but in a different order. And they're often mistaken for other groups that have similar body shapes, like grasshoppers and uh, phasmids or stick insects, like we, sp- we spoke about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have, um, so they have a mouth that they use for eating, but to grasp their prey, they actually have modified forelimbs. So their front pair of legs have like sort of between, like if you look at your arm i'm holding it out in front of me like you can see it um and then like along their forearm and then the upper part of the arm on either side of the elbow are like like teeth almost okay they're spiky and so Mm -hmm. they they use those to grab their prey and then they eat it with their mouth Mm -hmm. um so they call these like raptorial forelimbs right so they use their arms their forelimbs for grabbing stuff not just for walking like most insects yeah um and so there's another group of mantis flies that are actually flies that are named mantis flies because they have the same kind of thing, um, but they're not at all related. Um, hmm. Yeah, so the reason they're called praying mantises is they are upright a bit because they use only their back four legs for standing and walking, and then they have their hands sort of folded up like they're praying, sort of. Yeah, yeah so that's makes sense. Praying mantises. Um, they are usually ambush ambush predators, so they basically eat whatever they can catch. Um, larger ones can eat things including uh, lizards, frogs, small fish, small birds, um, and also like any other insects, etc. So yeah, the fact that she ate crickets in a sandwich is like, that's not enough lunch. Like, no, not a, at all. A large insect praying mantis would eat a cricket, um, not a human-sized one. They would need, you know, dogs or something. Yeah. <laughs> she she, she, she did say she was having a snack. That's true. So That's true. it could have just been a small yeah. snack. And the Tupperware full of crickets was labeled food, very helpfully. Very helpful. Um, I, I don't <laughs> so know why. I don't uh, know either. <laughs> yeah, but, it was yeah, it was Yeah, it was. Well, maybe ridiculous. to distinguish, like, she is a biology teacher, so to distinguish the one, like, the crickets that she's, like, been um, preparing for food, or maybe that she, like, seasoned nicely with the, like, study insect ones. I don't no, know. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Um, Primances can sort of, like, they're opportunistic feeders, ambush um, feeders, so they're not going out chasing food, so they um, end up feeding intermittently, so they use their foregut, or basically, like, before they died, before the digestive parts, just sort of like a storage unit inside their body, so they can um, store up food for when they can't find any. Huh. 
Yeah, which is Makes cute. sense. Mm-hmm. So let's leave the mating part till the end. Sure. Um, so the big plot point um, that Buffy and Willow research is the bat sonar makes their nervous system go kerblooey. And there is something to this, but it's it's actually really cool. Um, it doesn't really make their nervous system go kerblooey, but uh, bats are one of their predators and are especially pred- predatory when they uh, when the praying mantises are flying. Uh, lots of them can fly. And so the praying mantises can hear the bat sonar because they have ultrasonic hearing. And when they hear it, they actually do like a top gun maneuver. So they like dive straight for the ground and totally change their behavior to um, confuse the bats. So That's they don't get awesome. Caught. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, they like dive straight down and like go into a spin to like oh. slow themselves oh down. Oh my God. So, yeah. So awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh pretty man. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that was the, that was the coolest thing I found out about praying mantises. Yeah. Um, other than that, their main, uh, protection against predation is, um, posturing to look like they're really big. So they like stick their wings out or they like arch their tail. They look like they're going to like spray a chemical deterrent or something like that. They can't do anything. Um, they don't really, they're not like super aggressive. Like they can, um, if they do get caught by like a smaller bat or by something, they will use the sharp parts on their forelimbs to help for protection, but it's not usually that effective apparently. Um, and then there's lots of them that are really good camouflagers. So there's ones that live, that look just like orchids. And so they live like orchid flowers. So they'll live like on the orchid plants. Um, Hmm. lots of them look like leaves when they spread their leg, their wings out and stuff. So yeah, lots of camouflage, which is kind of cool. And they also do that same swaying behavior. Like we talked about with Val on the last episode, um, that stick bugs do this as well, and it helps sort of make them blend in with, like, moving foliage and stuff. Cool. But then um, something that I also hadn't known is that they might also do that swaying to help them see or judge distance better because they have stereo vision. Like, their eyes are sort of on opposite sides of their head, so to get a full picture of what's going on and to get some depth perception, um, they might use that swaying to help with that. Huh. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Wow. Mantises are cool. Yeah, no, mantises are very, very cool. I am a big fan. Um, okay, so mating-wise. Mm-hmm. So about 90% of the predatory species of mantids will at least sometimes eat their mates during or after breeding. The main reason they do this is like so that they have enough energy to make good babies. Producing eggs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's actually <laughs> the males that usually... Um, instigate mating so males approach the females jump onto her back and deposit sperm in a little chamber near the tip of her abdomen mm-hmm. and she kind of stores it there until she finds a good spot to lay her eggs so they can lay f- between 10 and 400 eggs depending on the species and probably also like the time of year and how um successful they are uh so they lay them mixed in like a frothy mass of stuff and then that mass hardens and protects the eggs in a thing called an oothika, which is like one of my favorite words. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically egg mass or egg cluster. Yeah. Lots of in- lots of insects produce them, like cockroaches do oothika. So it's like a whole bunch of eggs kind of like connected together. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the show, she legs eggs like across four different days with a bunch of different mates. And that's probably pretty legit because yeah, especially if they're the species that lays like 400 eggs, they probably are going to spread them out for mm-hmm. optimum success and because they're storing sperm um it could be all mixed up yeah with different 
mates. So yeah, and if you cool. have, like, biologically, evolutionarily, mm-hmm. if you have the option to have multiple kinds of sperm, that's better yeah. for you because then you have higher chances of good, good, good DNA and good, good babies. Yeah, and Got lots it. of variety, which is good. Yeah. Um, so, and then also praying mantises, some species can reproduce asexually, uh, parthenogenically, like um, the stick insects that we talked about last time. Which oh, is cool. cool. So, so yeah, so in an egg laying session, there could be a mix of like sexual, asexual, all that stuff. All so up. like if the male jumps on them and deposits the sperm, like then she would bite his head off? Like she'd just like turn yeah. around and bite him? Yeah, basically. Okay. So that's probably why she has such a flexible neck. Right? Flexible neck. Yeah, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Um, it's more likely that they will eat the smaller males, probably just because it's mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. to catch. Um, so that kind of goes along with the virgin praying thing, thing. kind of thing yeah yeah so do you want to talk a bit about some other examples of that myth yeah so uh giles even like mentions the sirens and something else i didn't have it what did you have it sea maidens sea maidens um and of course the sirens are probably the oldest or, or the original of this like i don't I, we didn't delve super deep into this research but obviously sirens are pretty old they come from the odyssey by homer so greek mythology um, and the original ones weren't sexy or seductress temptresses or anything like that. They were just these, like, um, sire, like these spirits on a rocky island somewhere in Greece, um, calling to Odysseus and, but also other people. Um, I saw Persephone yeah. around here, but that was no. maybe something else. It's no. more, yeah, it's more like just female bad guys and it's sort of like yeah so women... no, i was looking up to see yeah. oh. who they were calling um, oh oh the sirens were companions of persephone that's why i was oh, like okay. but persephone's a girl anyway sorry that was a weird tangent anyway so they yeah so in the odyssey they're calling to homer and they're not homer wrote it they're calling yeah. to odysseus and all of his other dudes on the boats and they're like come here we know all of the information about the war and stuff um and then they go over there and are shipwrecked and die. Uh, I couldn't find anything in my very short amount of research as to why the sirens wanted the people to die, uh, other than just being crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I read the Odyssey in high school. It's been a long time, obviously. Yeah. But um, it was basically, they didn't have much, like, character motivation, but it was, in terms of, like, historical, it was just that representation of, like, women who have, are, like, you know, in touch with their sexuality are obviously villains. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and these of... ones, yeah, but like the thing with these ones is they weren't necessarily in touch with their sexuality. I found this quote that I really... Oh. By the um, time the, like, the Odyssey came out, it was pretty obvious they were, like, seducing the men over for sex, even if they didn't look... Like, they might not have been beautiful looking, but they, like... That was... Yeah, there was yeah. definitely sex. But they could have been based on something even older than... Mm-hmm, than that, yeah. Than that. Um, yeah, so then, of course, the evolution happened. Like, sirens uh, were kind of based on, like, little bits of birds. And also, you know, women. Um, yeah. Um, and then that evolved into... Yeah, women and birds combo. And that evolved into mermaids and the siren, of course. Um, if you want to know what a siren looks like, go get a coffee um, and look at that cup, except don't bring your reusable cup and just look at the logo at the front of the store. Um, so they evolved into mermaids and then sea maidens and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, mermaids with their beautiful hair calling to the 
um, sailors to come see them. Yeah. Um, but those were, well, not manatees on the rocks, but... Or they were, like, manatees and seaweed mixed together. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of stuff causing shipwrecks. So it was, like, a very um, moralistic, cautionary tale of, like, don't go towards these even though you want to be with a woman because, first of all, they're manatees, and second of all, you're going to die. Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just evolved into all sorts of temptresses preying on younger men because mm-hmm. older women in charge of the sexuality are evil. <sighs> yeah. Danger, danger. Um, yeah, and then this one, like, the siren sings so sweetly, she lulls the mariners to sleep, and then she climbs onto the ship and kills them. Again, no reason that I can find, um, other than just being a crazy old lady. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) So. You'll note that these myths were written by men. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, long, long time ago, before it was okay for... I don't know. Anyway, yeah. patriarchy. Patriarchy. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Um, that was all I had about praying mantises. Did you have anything else about this episode? No, I don't think yeah. so. I think that was kind of all. It was like the yeah. like the sirens kind of thing, and then the yeah, and then the insects, yeah. and then um, Angel and Giles. Um, oh, let's which just we take a moment for Angel and Giles. We'll forever. Just... But that's not what this podcast is about. No. Sadly. (laughs) (sighs) So if you want to check out more of what we're up to, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at NatureFindsAPod, or check out our website, NatureFindsAPod.com, and don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast. You can leave us a rating or a review while you're there, Um, but just by searching for Nature Finds A Way on your favorite podcasting application. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time this episode comes out, the fourth episode of the Whale Tales podcast will be out as well, where yeah. we uh, talk about humpback whales. Um, so if you loved our episode about Star Trek The Voyage Home because of humpback whales and not because of Star Trek, uh, which is fair, perfectly valid, uh, come on over and listen. You can find that at whale-tales, like the story, not the body part, dot org. Um, and of course, like we'll be posting about it as well. And you can find yeah. them on social media at whaletales.org. Um, and we will be back in two weeks with a return to Island Nublar. That's how you say it. There was an L in it, which I was not expecting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, with a special guest. And uh, what movie that is, is a surprise. There's so surprise. many options. So many options. It's exciting. We're excited. Yeah. And I'm our very special guest is even more excited. Even more excited. Uh, <laughs> All right. So we'll see you next time. Bye.